Hello and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse and tonight's performance of The Prisoner's Dilemma. I'm T.A. Newman, your host and keeper of arcane lore for tonight's performance. My team and I will be bringing to life adventures using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, cosmic horror, character death and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic Repository, where people like you and me can write a scenario for others to play. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have helped provide the background sound that you hear. The mysteries of the prison environment deepen. The doctor in the party is attacked, leaving a bloodied eldritch symbol painted on his forehead in an isolated cell, muttering and scratching something into the walls, they discover a female inmate in an all-male prison. The warden's office offers gruesome trophies with cast-off human remains, and one of the investigators is convinced that they are being hunted. It seems escape from the prison is their only hope. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. The stage is mine. And you hear that voice once again, and it you just you hear a sense of frustration, not anger, not not not. Not like the warden's growl or anything like that. You'd hear this voice just going, Oh, for God's sake, Henry! Where did you hide it? It doesn't sound like it's... A, it sounds more panicked. It sounds more uh, uh, wired. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave that as that. You hear that as mm. you kind of peel off into the, the warden's office. Uh, Doctor, just while you're in the mm. filing room on your own, um, could you tell me what it is that you do? You recognise okay. the cabinets. You you can see the dust. You can see which is used most. Please tell me what you do. So he's going to be looking for the records from the medics. So not necessarily the prison records, because I'm sure there's prisoners checked in and out every single day. Um, he's looking for the confidential stuff. The He's actually looking for a bit of experimentation records, whether or not they're actually keeping an organised record of their crimes as he's uh, beginning to think uh, is occurring here. So medical records over regular day-to-day prison records. Okay. Can I get a library use? You certainly can. Let's see what we can do with... That is a hard success. 32 versus 65. Okay. Okay. Right. Wow. This is this is great. You know when you write a scenario and you really want people to find things. This is one of those <laughs> moments. This is one of those moments. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, Doctor, you 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 immediately pull open the nearest cabinet to you, uh, and even though you're looking for medical records, you you obviously you're scanning names and dates and things, and you're looking you're you're, you're kind of you know, crawling through the, the 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 paper trail that is there. Um, first thing is, is that you find, uh, literally straight away, first bloody shit you pull out, uh, there's a record of, um, today's admittance. Mm-hmm. All of your names are on it. Yeah. All of your names are on it. 
Um, okay. and, there, and there are sections under each name for comments, which have yet to be filled in. That's disturbing. I'm imagining you either put that back or put it to the side. I'll let you decide mm-hmm. uh, on that. Uh, you begin to uh, flick through further. You realize that there was a week prior, almost to the day and the date, when you arrived with this particular group of individuals that you're here with, and, and almost a week to the to the day and the time. And you see there's another list of people. And next to these people, there are notes. Okay. Firstly, you have Henry Moore, inmate 119, current, in brackets, boiler room. You also have Ethan Chesters, inmate 113, current. You have Carl Sosa, Inmate, 107. Current. You have Benedict Grantham. Inmate, 102. Deceased. Comments. Return to cell. Comments. Deceased, dash, again. (laughs) You then have Nell Hollis. Inmate, 98. In brackets, moved to isolation. Okay. But with your hard success, and I'm very excited you got a hard success, it takes you a little bit longer. So this is going to give the other guys some time, a little bit of time in the warden's office, because there is time spent here where you're digging, you're digging, you're going through files, and you're looking for things and medical records, you're looking for things. You can't see anything in in a medical state where there's any specific commentary on as you say, um, surgery or you know anything along those lines. The, the, the comments don't seem to be based on that nature. They're more of a ingoing, outgoing. What seems to be, I'd say with a hard success, what you're able to, uh, to pull from these records is it seems to be more important who's there, what their current state is, and as and when they died. That seems to be what's important. Who's there, their current status, as and when they died. That's what's important. And then as you you find yourself going back and 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 you realize there's almost a series of, there's a pattern every week, every month, every every two months, there's a, there's a pattern. There's a group that comes in. And every time there's a group that comes in, there's five people. Every time. Five people. Every single time. Almost the same makeup of people every single time, going through, going through, going through. There's a pattern of the people that are going through. And then your fingers stop, 1809. And you see a series of names. Kieran Byrne, Django Edwards, Alexandra Gregovina, and her sister, Katerina Gregovina, who is also connected to a Wilbur M. Platts. You recognize that each single one of them were deceased. But next to Alexandra Gregovnia, there is a little symbol, which is a circle with a series of lines within the circle. And now you've seen that, you quickly scan the other way that you've just come back up to modern day, up to 1919. And as you work through, you recognize each group of five people there's at least one or two people who have that little symbol next to their name. 
Okay, he's going to uh, check ours. Who's no. got the symbol? No comments as yet. No comments as yet. That'd be too easy. Mm. No okay, comments well, He'll enjoy as yet. looking through that. As the doctor's looking through that, we see the captain come into the room. In the room, Tommy, you walk in first and you see Eleanor uh, standing there with a yellow piece of paper in her hand, a series of teeth scattered across the desk, a human ear on the desk. The desk has chunks carved out of it, splatters across it. You see three metal cabinets. The one behind the desk is ripped open, uh, doors off, wires out. The one on the left is doors ripped off, wires bent a little bit. And the one on the the, the, the right-hand wall as you walk walk in is completely sealed um so my immediate thought is wow um miss ellen has gone mad in here <laughs> she's still That's holding her painting she's painting in one hand apart. <laughs> where's the phone okay um without a spot hidden you can see that there is no phone okay um, there's no phone I, i'm gonna go back i'll be I, i'll give um, Eleanor, a, a surprised glance, um, which doesn't, uh, which has a, a, a hint of um, being impressed, and <laughs> and I'll leave because I've got to go and tell the doctor that there's no phone. How can any one person cause so much devastation? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, as you're leaving, the captain is about to come in. So, Captain, you see Tommy. Eleanor, you see Tommy. There is a moment where you, collectively, you can interact, you can engage with each other. If not, Tommy will, as he has stated, uh, head back to the doctor. I think Eleanor's going to kind of hold up the letter briefly, but if Tommy just looks at her and turns away, she'll be like, okay, <laughs> put it on the table. Does, does she hold it up in a state of have a look at this or is it just kind of like hey. <laughs> i have this i mean yeah but kind of hesitantly because she's trying to decipher what his look means like obviously it's weird here but you know she's like tommy if she is holding the 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 yellow letter out to you is it something that you would look at as before you leave the room i i would glance at it definitely um i'm not entirely sure that i'm i'm that interested i think my next move is is on my way out to go and check the door where we came in because I now want to leave. Um, so there's no phone. Uh, so I think I'm going to go and check the, give the door okay. a battle. So, Captain, you're. So, okay, I'm going to ask you to give me a um, an education, a no roll, essentially, um, just to see what it is that you can glean from it as you walk past, whether it kind of knocks home with you. Um, I am educated. But not that well educated. Ninety-four out of sixty-five. That's uh, Eleanor holds up this yellow kind of uh, slightly you know, ripped, torn piece of paper with some writing on it. <clears throat> you see that? You look at it, and you just kind of you know nod yes. uh, and walk past. Uh, very good. Very good. Um, she, I mean, she's yeah. Very good. Well done. Uh, yeah, walk past. Uh, and the captain just kind of sees you walk past nodding at Eleanor. Uh, as the, the captain walks in, Tommy, you go out and you go to the door uh, that essentially you came through. Uh, Tommy, uh, just as the captain goes in, you go to the door and you, I'm assuming you try the door to try and open it. Is that correct? Yes. I think I'll, t I think without a phone, that's our, that's the, in his mind, that's the next logical step to, to leaving. Okay. So this is a heavily situated metal reinforced door within a concrete wall. Mm. Uh, and you go to the door and it, it, it doesn't even give a, a 
glimmer of movement. Definitely locked. Definitely locked. Okay. When you came onto Ward E, you aren't hugely surprised as this is a prison. It is a ward within a greater prison, but yeah, you find the door locked. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will report back to authority then, uh, the doctor, um, and let him know that not only is there no phone, uh, but the door where we came in is now locked and the <laughs> warden's office is a mess and I'm a little Eleanor. bit worried about Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Tommy, I'm going to say that you kind of go to the door of the filing office. The door's open. You see the doctor almost kind of looking at a bit of paper in, you know, a bit of a wide-eyed stare, having you know understood what he now understands. But at the same time, the captain is now kind of standing in the doorway. So you can see the captain as well. The captain's standing in the doorway, only maybe uh, five feet from you, five or six foot from you, uh, standing in the doorway of the warden's office. Uh, captain, what is it that you do? Uh, essentially, Tommy's trying the door at the, at the, at the time when you arrive at the door um, to the warden's office. Well, he's going to go into the warden's office and first off check with Eleanor and say, uh, you you said you'd found something. Yes, uh, there was a tooth monument on the desk. Uh, you can see an ear over there. And I found this piece of paper that you're very welcome to read, but I don't think it's very important. So I'm just going to put it on the desk. And I, I, I wanted to look through... There's cabinets, but they were already kind of in this strange state. I, I wonder whether there are more strange creatures in this place than we think. Um, you're, just whilst you're having this conversation, and uh, Eleanor does say, I wanted to look in the cabinets, you are both welcome to make me a spot hidden roll, because from where you are you might be able to see a bit more without directly going over and investigating. Um, and can I also ask, Eleanor, as you pop your um, your letter down on the table, do you put that with text up or text down? Up, I think, so that uh, the captain can glance at it if he wants. So, Captain, without a roll, uh, if you wanted to, you could look at the uh, yellow piece of paper on the table. Um, what were your spot hidden rolls, please, to have a look, quick look around the room? That was an extreme success. Five versus 60. Wow. Okay. And Eleanor? Adrenaline's still going. Yeah. 98 over 65. So, uh, okay. So, Eleanor, I think the 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 document that you found beneath the uh, tooth henge has given you a bit of a, I don't know, whether it's tooth henge or whether it's the document, this is the the... You know, th this is what you perhaps would consider to be your comfort zone in terms of your artistic inspiration. But what you've experienced within the last hour and a half, two hours, is so significant. It's either the, your excitement that's throwing you off a little bit or, or it's a realization that if all the things that I believe in are real, what does that actually mean? There's a reality there. There's a there's a there's a moment of if the penny drops, am I going to be able to catch it? Um, and and in that moment, uh, Captain, with your extreme success, my God, uh, okay. Um, in that extreme success, you look around the room and you, in your military fashion, you're able to scan. 
and you do look from one side to the other and you scan across the room. You look to the cabinet on the left and you see the metal doors torturedly kind of ripped off, broken and bent. The doors are actually on the floor thrown to the corner of the room uh, behind the door to the to the warden's office. Uh, the, 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 the netting, the, the metal mesh netting has in parts been pulled apart. And you're pretty sure you could get your hand through if you needed to to certain areas. Within there, you can see that there is a 32 revolver. Point thirty-two yeah. revolver. You also can see that there is a box of bullets. You can also see <sighs> that sitting on top of the box of bullets are three human thumbs. Ooh. What? Have I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, party gifts to share with your friends. Uh, you look to the, 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 you scan the room, you come to the cabinet at the back, the one where the doors have been ripped off and the mesh has been torn apart so much that it, it's it's non-existent. And you actually see uh, a few things. Um, you see uh, that there are handcuffs hanging with a key in the handcuff. Uh, they're just hanging up. So essentially this is, um, the these would be uh, wardens and guards um, equipment that they need in an emergency if there was a riot of some such. And it would be something that the captain may be either, not necessarily familiar with, but understanding of, uh, having been in the military. And if there are officers that um, perhaps go AWOL or begin disobeying orders, a, uh, a military police officer would have had access to a cabinet which would have um, materials that they need to apprehend them or at least restrain them. So it's not, you know, there's a there's a sense of recognition here for the captain. You see the handcuffs, you see the key, you see that there are uh, a number of police whistles also hanging as well. Um, what rather unusually at the bottom of that cabinet, you see that there are some brass knuckles um, that seem to be of, uh, confiscated. And then there's a couple of police um, or guard kind of nightsticks, like truncheons um, at the bottom there. Um, as you look around the room, you span around the room. The last cabinet is all locked up, um, but leaning against that cabinet to the side of it, almost behind it, uh, is something quite horrific. Um, you see a cricket bat. That is horrific. That horrific. is pretty horrific. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to comment on sports often, but this is horrific. <laughs> this cricket bat... <laughs> to, be, to be this horrific it must be an english bat um it is a cricket bat that within the bat itself has a number of uh six inch nails driven through it in a number of different directions and you can see that this cricket bat with a number of nails driven within it in a number of different directions it has a number of stains on it and it has a number of flakes on it some that seem to have hair on them hmm <laughs> And obviously, you see the desk before you, the yellow letter, which is upturned to you if you'd like to see it. You see teeth that are, are essentially knocked like a fallen Jenga tower across the table. And you see this human ear that is placed quite um, prominently on the far side of the table. But apart from that, the room is relatively normal. <laughs> apart from that, apart from those small <laughs> details, just slightly odd. Uh, yes, so the captain will take it all in and um, he will 
glance down at the paper and read that, but also say, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I heard you correctly. A tooth monument. Uh, yes, um, actually, it was it was quite interesting, very delicately placed. And I, I, I could swear when I when I looked at it from above, it looked exactly like the, you, you know, the, the the symbol, the the one. The one in, in the letter we received. The, the, the circle. circle. That's the one, yeah. With the lines that somebody drew that on the doctor's forehead in blood. It seems significant, doesn't it? It does. Well, I also have uh, discovered something else. I've, I've actually remembered. I haven't discovered. I was, I was supposed to come here looking for the files, but in the meantime, I, I remembered. You see this painting here. That, I think this is also very significant. You see. In the plaque, it says Obsidian Foundation. Like, I, I feel like I should know about big foundations in the art world, but this uh, this one, I, I couldn't quite remember. But then I remembered back in the day during my art studies, it it does. There's this name that came up for me, uh, C. Danek. Maybe maybe Dunnock. one of the founders. Does does that name mean anything to you? And the, the, there was this other name as well. Benedict Grantham, also involved in some some insta installations that I associate with this foundation, and I wonder I wonder whether they were somehow involved in organising whatever's happening here. Well, I think the captain's terribly confused at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I'm not very um, bohemian. I can tell. Uh, those names, I'm guessing those names don't mean anything to me, Keeper? Not the, no, no, there's nothing there. Not Obsidian Foundation, uh, Benedict Grantham, um, C. Dunnock. I'm afraid not. Not in your experience. I, I believe that perhaps if we find out more about what they're trying to do here, maybe we could find a way to stop them. Although Definitely now that I hear myself something. say it out loud, like, <laughs> I don't even have a weapon. <laughs> but um, it, there might be some some kind of way, some perhaps some 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 ritual we could perform. Ritual. Maybe we could break some. Maybe I could destroy the painting to see what happens. There was a, the. I know you didn't believe me last time, but the dogs in there did move. I, I mean. You've you've seen things as well. Now you believe me. I have they come seen closer. things. May, but also maybe it's the solution. Maybe it's. The, I I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to work it out. You know. And at this point, he's not sure whether he's should be just humouring her at this point. <laughs> but I think he will just nod and smile and say, "Well, as a long term battle plan, that is certainly a strategy to look at." <laughs> but I think the immediate priority here is to arm ourselves to make sure we know what's going on to try and get through that door to the di and also there's somebody upstairs i think we need to make certain whose side he is on i would be worried about about him turning shifting if you if you will um and also, I'm afraid I have used my only weapon, which was a pencil. I believe it, it was stuck on the neck, so I don't I don't have anything else on me. I, I mean, I, I don't think my necklace would, would quite quite work against. Well, in that case, I believe it's Lady's choice. 
and he will um, gesture to the things that he's found in the cabinet. Do you know how to shoot a gun? No. No. Very well. Uh, well, uh, there's this... A, a lover than a fighter. Uh, indeed. Uh, oh, well, um, <laughs> brass knuckles? Not your thing either? I, my hands are, are kind of my my, mm. my living and my profession. I'd ra- I'd rather not. Maybe of, one of, of the course. guns, but yeah, I've 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 seen people. It it doesn't seem that hard. So maybe I'll, I'll give that a go because the, the knuckles are just I just don't want to damage my hand. <laughs> or there's this rather unpleasant looking modified cri- cricket bat. I've actually seen a nar distillation that was kind of kind of similar. There was this. this <laughs> It was a commentary on sports and sports <laughs> culture. There were these these various sports implements, and they were nailed. And there was it was fascinating. Maybe maybe it's part of that installation that that they left here. Although the hair, maybe. I, I maybe uh, as you're well, saying I'll... this, as you're saying this, and this is something that you all hear. You hear uh, a different voice coming up from the gantry. Uh, you you you've heard the the first voice a few times now. The voice kind of saying, "Where is it, Henry? Where is it?" Uh, but now you hear a different voice. You hear it's it's, it's a deeper voice, um, not in human, not uh, in the style of the warden. You just hear a different voice, a different tone. Uh, but what you hear is kind of shouted out, almost from one side, almost above where you are, to the other side. Which is which is where you heard the first voice. So on on the side that you're all on now, uh, you hear a voice just going, "Oi, oi, Ethan, oh, mate, look, you you gotta let me out of here, mate. Come on, you gotta let me out of my shot. Get me out of here now. Whatever you're doing, you get me out. I want in on this, mate. If you're getting out of here, I want out of here too. Get me out." And that kind of resounds out uh, over over you as you kind of hear that, and you—that's something that you all hear. And just as you hear that, uh, I'm just gonna—we're just gonna jump over to the doctor and Tommy for a moment. Um, doctor, you're in the files. You found what you found. Tommy, you've tried the door. You're now going back to the doctor. Doctor, uh, there's uh, no phone, and um, the door where we came in locked. We can't get out. We're locked in here, and I'm a bit worried um, about Eleanor. Uh, the warden's room has been turned upside down, but I'm sure they'll be okay. The captain's with us. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, that sounds uh, quite a pickle we're in. Um, did I hear voices? Is is there somebody else we we can ask if there's a telephone or? or uh, well, I don't still know. Help we... persuade as to what's going on. I think it came from above, and that's where the prisoners are held. I think. Right. Okay. Okay. Well. Yes. Let's not go out there by ourselves. Uh, did I see that captain with a gun? Yes. I think Crack we should all shot. go up there mob-handed and demand what's going on, because, look, this is quite some organisation here. How have we been selected out of all the people in this country to come down here with these fake letters? And what joins all of us together to be some kind of medical experiment that's been going on for absolutely ages? And I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, but that lady in there has been in... In, in that isolation, well, it can't be 100 years or something. But uh, no, no, no. Let, let, I, I think we've got to get to the bottom of this and we've got to find a telephone and summon some assistance to us. Tommy glazed over. <laughs> Waiting for the instructions. Find a telephone, get some assistance. Okay, I'm on it. 
Tommy hasn't thought about asking for Elna to open the door with her supernatural strength. <laughs> she turned an entire room upside down and she just looks at that door. We're out of here. Uh, so, Doctor Tommy, are you do you go? Are you going back into the warden's room? Are you going We're into going the corridor? To, get to the warden's room. Yeah. Okay. You, find, you all find yourselves in the warden's room. The captain is there, kind of clearly gesturing to Eleanor uh, with the cabinets where there is a pistol. Uh, there is uh, a wonderful uh, uh, cricket bat that goes beyond the normal series style. There are uh, nightsticks. There are police whistles. Uh, there's a number of, 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 of little things that have been described, handcuffs and things. Uh, what is it that you do in this moment? You can hear the voices. The voices seem to be getting um, not angry, but more a little bit desperate upstairs. You hear just one, you hear that one just going, mate, look, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. I've got, look, if I can't find the, the, the map, then, then we're not fucking going anywhere. And the other voice is going, mate, get me out. Just get me. I can come over. To, get me out now, Ethan. Yeah. And as you come in the room, and because the captain is probably gesturing towards the cabinets that are open and that are there, I'm going to say that you, uh, unless the captain would have grabbed something first and the captain would have, uh, I believe, on the play school rules here, dibs on whatever item the captain would want because captain <laughs> saw first. If the captain didn't want the knuckle dusters, they would have been there for you, Tommy. I think he's piled everything on the table that could be of use, including the nightsticks, the whistles... Everything that's, that's that looks useful. Okay. I'd like Tommy, to so no. Tommy is going to do what is called what is now called. He's going to suit up and grab the knuckle dusters. Um, and not that's the cricket bat. Not the cricket bat. Knuckle dusters is a boxer. It's very familiar ground, and I have the yeah. skill on my character sheet. So I'm like, okay, that's a, a sure sign yeah. that those are mine. I'm, I'll, I'll and I'll put them on, and I'll yep. go and stand by the door. Okay. Eleanor, is there anything that you grab? Eleanor will grab uh, a whistle because we're dealing with dogs here and, you know, it's useful. Uh, and also probably the pistol, which she will kind of grab and, like, pretend to be pointing at it places just to make sure she knows how to hold it. And Whether you check or not, um, you have a pistol. You're not yeah. sure whether it's loaded unless you check. Um, just for your own knowledge, it's a pistol that does 1d8 uh, of a range of 15 yards. Um, there is a... Uh, you can see that the captain has also put a, a, a box of bullets on the table as well. Um, captain, is there anything from that that you wanted yourself? Um, he'll take an, a refill of bullets. Yeah. And I think he'll also take one of the handcuffs. And um, are the, the nightsticks, are they something you could maybe tuck into a, a belt? Like, is there a, a handle or something? Yay big handle. They're, they're almost in a, mm -hmm. the, the advanced version of a kosh. So rather than the small kosh that people use to, you know, quite severely uh, damage someone's head or knock someone out, this is the extended nightstick. So it's more like a baton. Um, right. Almost, almost the size of a rounder's bat, enough to really kind of, you know, but okay. you could do some damage with that. Doctor, uh, you can see that there's still um, a few things on the table. There's handcuffs, uh, another set of handcuffs here, uh, police whistles, there's a, there's another uh, nightstick, and there is also the, the cricket bat. Um, the doctor is not a man of violence, so he is going to go for a uh, whistle, a, a set of handcuffs. He will take a bat on because he thinks that might be good for jamming in 
places yeah. and opening doors and stuff. Uh, is there any kind of torches or any kind of drugs or anything like that? Keys? I'm afraid not. No keys, no drugs, no torches. And on the wall, is there a um, map of the prison? Because he's kind of interested in the boiler room. I'm afraid not. But you have just heard someone from upstairs voicing, I'm find, I'm trying to find the map. Mm, okay. And, and there's so- no prison uniforms in here. Uh, there's no, there's no prisoner guard uniforms or okay. uh, inmate uniforms. I'm afraid. No. Just, just wanted to see Tommy with a warden's hat on. Why? So, <laughs> <"Oi." laughs> um, while the captain was reloading on bullets, uh, Eleanor would probably have gone next to him and kind of like tried to copy what he's doing to put the bullets in. And if she failed, she would like look at him and be like, "Can you please?" Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't imagine Eleanor over a moment you're there copying the captain. Yeah. You're able to pop the barrel out, uh, looking back in two. Oh, taking a bullet, pop the first one in, get in the hang of this, put it in. Uh, there might be a moment. The captain might need you know, to help you pop the barrel back in, but you 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 know, you, you eventually end up with a working um, uh, .38 revolver that you are able to point and hopefully shoot. Um, and in that moment, we have the obligatory, uh, you know, team photo uh, <laughs> with Tommy with his brash knuckles, uh, the captain, pistol and baton, Eleanor, pistol and painting, uh, doctor, uh, whistle and baton, standing a bit further back. Uh, but we have the obligatory, uh, almost kind of hero pose uh, across the group there. Um, and yet you still hear this, this not necessarily argument, but this kind of like, hang on, mate, just, just give me a minute. And then, mate, you get me out of here. I can help you. Get me out of here. And then you hear like a, come on. And you can hear all this is going on upstairs. What would you like to do? I think we go out and introduce ourselves. Okay. Am, am I right in thinking that you're all happy to uh, yeah. out to the happy. corridor, yeah. up Let's the steps? Yeah. So you all go into the corridor. You cautiously. hear this conversation ongoing cautiously, of course. I'll allow that as a, as a group kind of idea. Uh, you go down the far end of the corridor. You begin up the metal steps up to the gantry above. And you turn. You find yourself uh, above where you've just been. So on this kind of southern side of the prison here, on the gantry on that side. And as you walk past, uh, you see that on your side, um, the, all of the cells, and there are a number of cells. You come up and you see cell 110, 109, 108, 107, 106, 105, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down. You see all these cells are empty. Um, you can see, because they're bars on the front, and obviously cement walls, dividing the cells but 107 has an occupant and you can see these hands on bars on the other side they look like quite uh meaty bricks of hands uh not unlike tommy's actually uh and on this 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 kind of wood you can see, kind of see this person you can hear this voice just just shouting across the other side but on your side is this this the the the, the meaty hand individual just going just come on mate just let me out and i can oh i tell you i can help i can help you just gotta get me out of here 
and you can see that there's a rather frustrated individual in there in a white prison vest. The 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 arrow top has been taken off. He's wearing the arrow trousers. Uh, you can see that this is a tall individual, a uh, bit of a moustache, shaved head, uh, kind of standing there, and he's kind of holding the bars. He's looking directly across. As you look across, firstly, you can see downstairs. You can still see the blood stain of where D.I. Martin had his fall with the warden and then was dragged off. But straight across on the level you're on, you can see that there's two prison cells opposite you. One of which, 113, the door is open. And then you can see a couple along, 119, the door is open, but there's an individual in there. And that prison cell is absolutely turned upside down. And there's someone in there wearing inmates' uh, arrowed striped uniform, turning over the mattress, looking behind the sink, like examining everything, frustrated, looking at everything. And then he turns and sees you lot on the stairs. Oh, sorry, on the gantry on the other side, looking back at him. The four of you walk up the metal stairs. You hear the clanging echoing around the concrete prison ward that you're in. And as you get up onto the gantry, you can see on the far side, without a roll, without anything else, you can see over onto the far side that there is, um, uh, you can hear the rustling. You can see a a person, a man, standing in the uh, prison uniform. Lots of arrows on it. Uh, and they are rummaging uh, through a, a cell. The actual cell door is open. And you can see, because you can see the bars. But on this, you can see that there's a gap in the bars and it almost stands out. As you're walking across the gantry, you hear a voice from behind you. Oi, Ethan, come and let me out, mate. Come on, you know you need me. And you can see now, if you look as you're walking past the only way to go past around to the other side is to go past this individual who is in a closed cell and in there you see another individual you see a man in a white vest the prison uniform pulled down tied around his waist it is the 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 arrowed uh, prison uniform and you can see that this person has maybe not as impressive as Tommy, I don't know how closely people have looked, but Tommy's physique is quite significant. He is um, someone who's, I don't want to give everybody, I don't want, Tommy, I don't want to give everything away about your character, but Tommy is a, a physical imposing. specimen. Yes. Imposing, thank you. So he's not quite imposing. What you've got here is someone who is built, someone who is strong, but not to the same stature as Tommy. I would say. And this this person, they have their head shaved. It is a gleaming ball of shininess. And as you walk, as you come up onto the gantry, you kind of see their head against the bars like this. And you can kind of see that they're looking down at you. And then they disappear for a moment. What is it you'd like to do? So who's the... Uh, which is the cell with a person in? There's two people. You've just come up onto the gantry. Imagine a Sorry, U-shaped open gantry. Cell. Open cell is on the other side. So you'd have to go past this uh, wiry, bold, muscular individual cell that's closed all the way to the end, round to the other side, and then back down to get to it. Okay. I think that's where the doctor's going to go. So, to... Doctor, you start 
walking off. You, I mean, you are, uh, let's say, 30 feet. The, the gap in the gantry is probably 20. It's hard to mm. tell without, if you, you know, you're very welcome to make a roll, but 20, 25 feet maybe to the other side. You, you're very welcome to speak out and call out to the other side, but you do have this individual who's on your side as well. Um, a doctor's going to give him a, a wide berth and uh, walk over to the people. A doctor is thinking these people are out of the cells. Maybe they have keys. As you're walking past the individual who is in his cell, um, mm-hmm. he kind of comes up, grabs the bars. He's like, oh, mate, 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 mate. Mm-hmm. He, the doc, doc, doctor will hey. just kind of like keep walk, walking past, knowing that oh, the others oh. are behind him. Oh, I'm talking to you, mate, mate. Um, I think Eleanor is going to talk to him. I feel bad about him. Um, <laughs> Eleanor is going to try and bring in the charm, which is what, what she has. She's going to be, oh, hello, um... We were just visiting here and we seem to be a bit lost. Everything is very confusing. Uh, could you please tell me about what's happening? You seem, you seem to know this place. You've been here for a while. <laughs> Look, I've been here for a little bit, like not long. Look, I don't belong here. I'm like you. I should be on the side with you, like. Were you also visiting? 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 Did you get a did you get a letter a, a letter as well? <laughs> Daniel Asher, right? Painting fortune. Is that what you're asking? You yes. Mug. You're as much of a mug as I am. How did you end up in the cell? Have you met the warden? Have you met uh, Mr. Alexander? Un- unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. That's how I ended up in here. I'm a prisoner. The keeper is here. Sounds like look. you're the mug, mate. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Don't I look like a mug? Look at this. Hey, absolute plonker. And yet you're wearing a prison uniform and you're behind a locked door. You'll have to forgive me if I don't believe anything you say. Uh, Is it a good right. time for a psychology? I wonder. You are very welcome to make a psychology roll. In fact, anybody talking to this individual is very welcome to make a psychology roll. Uh, just as you make those rolls, then, please, uh, Dr. Hagler, um, you have strutted past. Holy sugar. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a good roll. Um, Dr. Oh, Hagler. Four successes. Ooh. As you are. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to ask you on those numbers in a minute. As you walk around, Dr. Hagler, I'm going to say that you kind of get near the cell with the with the, the door, not quite to it, the one with the open door on the other side. Uh, but the metal gantry, you know, ping, 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 ping. We've heard you walking around, uh, the footsteps, the echoing out in this this cement block of, of you know, it, it, of a prison. Um, is there anything you're looking for as you go towards this individual on the other side, or, or, or is the intention to try and talk to them? He's realizing that he is on the prisoner's level and wants to have a just make sure there aren't any more doors open other than the one he can see with the people who seem to be wanting to get out from what he's heard. Okay, give me a quick spot look. Okay. He's going to have a spot hidden on this just for the spot, not the hidden. And ah, uh, on his. It's a 41 versus 40. He's going to use some luck if that's right. 
Keep rolling, keep rolling. Uh, keep so rolling, one yeah. luck, you're you're gonna make this a success okay. with one luck. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. You're welcome to push the roll if you like. If you'd like um, to grab the balcony of the gantry and look out even further, or do you I, use one luck? Surprisingly, it's up to you. I, I, I shan't go for that, but yes. So 40 out of 40, uh, then. Okay. A success for a spot. So before we jump back to the others with their psychology and interaction with a certain inmate that they're closer to, Doctor, you have a quick scan around. You see your three uh, recent companions uh, on the other side talking to um, this, this uh, muscular, bald, wiry individual who is in a cell, as um, Captain Harwood has pointed out. Um, but as you scan the cells, you can actually see there aren't any prisoners. There is the bold, wiry individual in one cell. Every other cell is empty. Well, empty as in there's no one in there. You might recognize a few items, beds set up, turned down, but there's no one in them. There's, there's this individual on one side, and then you look across and you look onto the side that you're now on, and you can see that in one cell... There is what looks like someone sleeping. And then a few cells down is the open cell of which the individual who is actively trying to ignore you all and frantically moving about that cell. So you've seen okay. potentially three people, the bold wire individual on one side and then right on the other side of this big gantry that drops down into the prison below, uh, you have the potential person sleeping and then the potential person uh, who is rummaging around. Um, so let's go back to those psychology roles. Uh, Captain Harwood, could you tell me what you got, please? I got a regular success, 31 versus 40. Okay. Eleanor, could you tell me what you got, please? Uh, I also got a regular success, 34 versus 40. Oh, and Tommy Slugger Malone, can you tell me I what got you got, a, please? an amazing... Four over 25, extreme success. Wow, okay. And I think this very much suits a bit of a character trend here. So the dice are in our favour in storytelling. So Captain Harwood and uh, Eleanor, you you get a sense of this guy's got a bit of wily charm about him. He's a bit of a talker. Um, you recognise instantly that he's talking about the letter that you had. And how would he know about that? I mean, that's an instant uh, flag to you both. How would he know about Daniel Asher? How would he know about the letter? How would he know about the artwork? He doesn't seem like the most refined intellectual you ever, you've ever met, but he seems like a reasonably handy fellow. Um, as in, handy fellow. And you... You see that he seems quite genuine in his... I'm a mug, you know, I'm a plonker. You can see that he's actually, you know, he's not saying that for any other reason than that's what he thinks. Tommy, you get all of the above information, but you, you know, you've seen fighters talk, you know, between rounds. You've been there with the bucket. You've been there with the sponge. You've been there. You've been the person who needs the bucket and been there, you know, who person who needs the sponge. You recognize in this moment that, yes, this person is turning on that fighter competition charm. You've got this. You've got this, you know. But at the same time, you see there's a glint in the eye. You see that there's a sense of desperation with this person. And you recognize that you're all trapped. But within the trap, this individual is in an 
another trap. They're in a cell. They are contained. And you can see that that is absolutely eating at who this person is. And it's worrying. If you, 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 You've got two thoughts with that that are that i'll throw to you because it was an extreme success so i think you deserve a bit more one is if you don't find a way to let him out of his cell you're worried about how excessive and how big and how brash he will be and uh, not brash explosive let's say but then on the other hand you're worried if you let him out of his cell you know what would someone of this kind of dynamite tnt attitude do and it's the cell are they barred or doors in a wall? You are seeing a shoebox cell, and on your side, it's pure bars. Yeah. Within those bars, there is a door, which is also barred. Yeah. So essentially, you're seeing a series of bars, and then directly in, there's nowhere to hide for him. You're seeing a bed, you're seeing a sink, you're seeing a toilet. You can see that this individual now... Uh, and there's no role required for this. You're, the three of you are standing there. You're all seeing this. You can see that this individual has ripped the bed sheet into strips and then has um, tied strips across the, the top um, horizon bars. They, uh, they've clearly been using them as a way to pull up. This person's been using their time in their cell to physically exercise. Their hands are wrapped in sheets. And you can even see on the wall that there are marks where this individual has been laying their fists. They've been practicing, they've been working, they've been keeping physical within this confined space. With that moment of connect, deeper connection with this trapped person inside, uh, Tommy will dash straight to the bars and grab the bars and pull himself into the bar so he's, he's as close to that person as he can get and desperately say to the guy on the other side, in what is supposed to be a whisper, but it's obviously a panting desperation. This place is a nightmare. You've got to get us out of here. We'll get you out. Have you seen them? Have you seen the size of them? Mate, 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 mate. Look, look, look. We're getting out of here. Look, look, mate. Look at me. We're getting out of here. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get out of here. Look, Ethan. And then he looks past you. Ethan! Ethan! And it's over on the other side. He's calling. Dr. Hagler, you you kind of see this call out. Captain, Elena, you hear this call out. Uh, if you look behind you, you actually see, and I'll let you decide whether you look behind you or not. It's up to you. Uh, Dr. Hagler, you would see this. You see the individual in the cell on the other side actually kind of looking up and kind of looking around. There's a moment where they look around and, and they almost kind of put a hand up as in like a, a, a like a weight gesture. Even... Let me out of Go and get the warden's keys and let me out of this f***ing cell. And he, when he kind of says that, you kind of you see him kind of pointing up like this, further down the gantry. Uh, Doctor, you actually got your regular success, didn't you? Mm, I did. Oh, you're spot regular. hidden. Okay, right. I'll give you one last thing then, Doctor, because I think this is only fair. Okay. As you are walking up past uh, the individual that you're in now, um, the, the bold wire individual on your side, Ethan, the person that's been called out a number of times and the name has been said is on the other side of the gantry. As you went up to the corner before then coming across onto the other side of the gantry, you recognise in this top corner that is on the uh, the side that Tommy, Eleanor and Captain Harwood are on, you notice that there was an office there. And on the, the, the door, it did say office. 
um, as you've seen, sprayed on, on yeah. lots of other doors. Um, okay, but the, uh, this office was unoccupied. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which you could, even with a regular success, <clears throat> and the noise that's going on between, well, especially this one individual, this one inmate. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay. Have to come back to that. I'm going to throw it open at this moment. You've got Dr. Heigler on one side who's going around. You mm -hmm. have Eleanor, Harwood, Tommy on this side. Um, tell you what, cinematically, let's have let's stick at the minute with Tommy, Eleanor, and Harwood. And then what we're going to do, Dr. Heigler, is come over to you and we're going to allow you a uh, that, 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 that kind of moment of, of, well, we'll allow you to do what you want to do. Um, but we'll give you your moment, you know, in terms of the, the, the filmic nature of this. So uh, we've had Tommy go up to the bars. Tommy come right up to the bars and have that moment, you know, almost a recognition of fighter to fighter. There's there's, an, there's a kind of a, you know, uh, um, an understanding there. Harwood, Eleanor, is there anything you add to this moment? Eleanor has already talked to him a bit and she's she's not a fighter, so she's not... <laughs> going to bond over that but um she he does seem to know more than they do and she's very curious about what's happening here she feels like they need to know some occult information to get out it's not going to be as easy as breaking out so she has the painting on her she's gonna show it to him and be like have you seen this? Do you know the Obsidian Foundation? If you know anything about what's happening here and you seem like a like a very knowledgeable young man. You've survived here for this long. You know, our friend um, didn't survive very long, but you seem very strong and, and hardy. And maybe you've learned something about what they're doing here, the, the Obsidian Foundation, perhaps. I can bring it closer if you can't see it. Before you get that far. <laughs> you, In fact, there's two things that happen. You put the painting against the wall and you see this individual immediately move back. Oh, and then when you when you kind of say, look, Obsidian, Obsidian Foundation, you, you're, you've survived. Come on, talk with you. And then you bring it closer, like almost to the back wall. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Let, let, just hang on, 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 hang on. Just calm down, all right? Uh, move it. I can't, sorry. I can't. Uh, it's, it, it's not a bad picture, right? I mean, he's just, not, he's just not, the... He's like, uh, I'm gonna turn it away slowly, okay? I'm I'm gonna turn it away very slowly. I'm gonna put it down, okay? You can't see it anymore. It's it's. I put I put it down. I'm so I'm very sorry. What did did you see the moving thing is in the painting? Just, 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 just don't. That's that's how she started. That's how she started. And she told me about that. And I hear them at night. I hear the howls. But they're not what you think. It's not what you think. What That's is what it? She, Nell started doing this. She started talking about this. And then she... Like, she... I don't even know where she is. She's not... She wasn't good. Who's Nell? She was... She was one of us. She turned up with us on a bus. Like, we all thought we were coming here for... Fucking granddad and paintings and money and... <sighs> She kept talking about the the, the the hounds on the moors. She kept talking about the hounds in the moors on the mist. She was obsessed with that. 
Out of pure desperation and with nowhere else to go except his muscles, Tommy's going to heave on his cell door, knowing that he will fail, <laughs> but having to try anyway. Let's have a let's have a strength roll. Um <laughs> to see how much you hurt yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You can watch his blood vessel Actually, pop do you know and what? go red. If you're gonna is this a, is this like an obvious thing that you're gonna do? Or oh, is yeah, it like No, I'm Haven foot. Are you gonna push so me to the side or are you just gonna slam into me because I have usually, usually was the uh the I, don't want to, I don't want to slam into you. If I can get to okay. the door, I'll give the door a go. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, if you're making this a very obvious maneuver, uh the individual I'm I'm careful not to throw away names here and just give obvious information. The individual inside the cell is going to recognize what you're doing. They are on they are on on Tenter hooks in terms of I need to get out of here. As soon as he sees you trying to do that, he grabs the door and tries to help. So I'm going to give you a bonus die uh, there, Tommy Slugger Malone. Bonus die on strength. Yeah. Okay. Let's I think give so. It a go. Might regret this. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hard success already. Nice. And the bonus die tells me it's just hard. Hard so success. Hard success. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. A hard success with a cast iron prison door barred built into a wall, concrete wall with other bars. Okay. With you and him grabbing it together and just, just like rattling and, 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 and like just almost kind of bending, twisting, you know, there's, there's, it's almost like watching that scene in Predator where Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Carl, I want to, I can't remember his name now, Where? Carl so-and-so, they grab each other's hands, you see the muscles ripple in their hands. <laughs> it's that moment, you know, uh, where I do a bad uh, Schwarzenegger impression. But, the, but it's that moment, you grab the door, he grabs the door, there's almost, you see one of the hinges kind of like um, bolt, and it's not the hinge itself, it's actually the pin in the hinge that is wedged in either side, but you actually see in this moment that the bottom part of the hinge clips off. Unfortunately, there's two other hinges. Okay, keep but going. It's a significant, but these are thick bars. These are, you know, this is, Dartmoor is not a prison designed to allow people to escape. With um, unexpected success, completely unexpected, I'll, I'll be bolstered by this. Yeah. And double down on my efforts and tell him to keep going. Okay. Is that a push? Uh, yeah, I do. I think this is going to be a push, but I think because I, I think because you've got and apologies to those of you out there who are going, uh, the rules say, I think what we're going to do in the heat of the narrative here, what's going to happen is we're going to carry on with it. We're going to push this, push it. But we're also going to allow the bonus dice to carry forward as well because he is actively kind of helping you here. He is he's seeing your enthusiasm to allow this to happen and he's rolling with you. So Tommy, give us another roll and you are allowed another bonus die. Okay, let's go. Oh, another <gasps> hard success. This is sad. Oh my goodness. I know that that's a good that's pretty good. Wait. Hard success. So what are we looking at? Success. If you spend, spend one luck, it's an extreme success, isn't it? Can you spend luck on pushed rolls, though? Oh, it's a push. No, it's, mm. you can't. 
Ah, so close. There's rules lawyers out there. There's just rules lawyers out there. What are the numbers? What are the numbers, Tommy, that we're looking at there? 17 over 80. 17 over 80. 16 is an extreme, apparently. If this doesn't work, I'm going to try and shoot the lock, and then maybe you could try again. Somebody's going to reach for a gun. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what happens. I'm going to tell you what happens. Okay. Uh, We're not going to use luck on it because then I will be uh, sacrificed by the rules lawyers out there. Um, but what we're going to do is, is is because you are a absolute tip of that, the, 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 the rattling of this, you've already pinged one hinge. In this moment, you actually manage to ping another hinge and you see the last hinge almost kind of go. So you actually don't need to rip the door off. In this instance, it's, it's kind of... But not bending the actual frame, it's bending the hinges so that there is now a gap. I would say probably about a foot's worth of a gap at the top. And this individual just basically kind of just frantically, almost animalistically kind of climbs up and like begins kind of pulling themselves out. And they, they over a, a, a moment, you see them kind of pulling themselves out. One arm comes through. It's almost like like caving uh you can see that there's a hole there that someone needs to get through and they are doing everything that they can physically do to kind of force their body <laughs> to get through thank you for joining us for act four of the prisoner's dilemma by myself t a newman Find out more on our website, www.miskatonicplayhouse.com and find us on the social media platforms with links found in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.